welcome. I'm Angela Bryant, and you're listening to The Angel Rated Show, where we have inspiring conversations with the people behind the products and services most often used by online business owners. On the show, you'll hear how their personal beliefs and values have influenced their businesses. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to know about the integrity and impact of the businesses you're buying from, then this is the show for you. So hello and welcome to this episode of the Angel Rated Show. With me today, I have Viv Guy. So Viv is a born entrepreneur, which I love the sound of that. And she set up her first award-winning business from scratch at the age of 22 and grew it to a turnover of one and a half million. So Viv has really learned what it takes to grow a successful and profitable business from scratch, not once, but three times. So we need to hear about this to start with, Viv. Tell us Tell us about yourself, your business and the business you're doing now and what this first business was that you grew at the age of 22. Sure thing, Angela. Thank you very much for having me here today. Um, oh gosh, 22 seems like forever ago, but it was forever ago. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like when you're in your early 20s and you're so self-assured and confident and absolutely clueless, really. So you go into something and not really uh, knowing, knowing what to expect. Uh, so, yeah, I decided at the age of 22, I'd, I'd finished uni. I was working, at, I'd done studied drama and English. I was working with a touring theatre company and they sat down to do their business plan. They're like, we want everyone to be involved and have their input. And they were like, what does everyone want to do? And I was like, I really want to work with young people who are like really disengaged from, like, from, from mainstream education, you know, really sort of suffering uh, with social emotional difficulties because my mum and dad have fostered. This is where this came from. I've seen a lot of young people come through struggling with mainstream education, uh, but, but great human beings, you know, but just couldn't kind of focus and concentrate. Uh, and they were like, oh, no, 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 we don't want to do that at all. Uh, it's not it's not for us. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was it. I was like, I'm going to go out and do something because there's nobody doing this up in the north, you know, way back when. And um, and so I, I approached a couple of pupil referral units for, for young people excluded from mainstream education and started going in and delivering alternative education classes, sort of really creative-based classes. And getting amazing results. And so, you know, referrals, word of mouth within that education networks spread. And, and lo and behold, my first business was born. And then it grew and grew. Um, so the referrals. And then I started doing a lot of work with young people with additional needs and complex health needs, uh, you know, uh, uh, disabilities, so on and so forth. And doing sort of creative schemes for those young people. And then ended up becoming a specialist college uh, for young adults, 19 to 25, who, yeah, so it evolved and evolved to a very creative base. Because again, there was nothing for these, these young people. They were kind of finishing education at 19 and that was it, going into this like black hole. So it was whenever anyone said, there's nothing, you know, there's, there's a need and there's nothing. I'd be like, I can feel that, I can help, you know. And so it was always this evolution of helping young people to, to, fulfill their potential you know and that's very much what's led me you know and and what I do today uh which is not obviously the same same line of work not with young people now you know I work with grown-ups now uh, and entrepreneurs but allowing people to really find and fulfill their potential and that's been the driver throughout everything I, I, I do and I guess the passion uh that sits behind it all is you know helping people unlock what maybe you know is inside or find the way to kind of get unstuck to, to reach that, that 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 place they want to get to. So tell us a bit more then about what that looks like now, what that what that work is at the moment. 
So that work now is coaching. So I do uh, a, a lot of one-to-one coaching. I've got a group program coming out in, in October time, um, very much around helping people who, entrepreneurs, many, many, many of them being corporate escapees who have kind of gone, I'm ready to, to have more freedom and, you know, high achieving corporate escapees who've gone, yep, I need to stop working 60 to 80 hour weeks. I want to work for myself. I want to do this thing that I'm passionate about. You know, I work with a lot of coaches, with a lot of therapists and people like that. And they've kind of gone, so they've got this vision of this amazing life as an entrepreneur, leave corporate, come into entrepreneurship and go, oh, it's not quite working as I'd hoped. I love the bit I do. You know, I love my coaching, my therapy, whatever it might be. But the rest of it is hard and I don't know what's broken and I don't know how to fix it. And I don't know how to make this thing work, you know, and I don't have departments I can now offload all these tasks to as I did, you know, when I was a senior manager in corporate. Um, so it's not, so I very much work with and, and, and get dubbed a lot the clarity coach. Um, I'm a high performance business uh, uh, business coach. Um, but, you know, fundamentally, people call me the clarity coach because I am that person that can kind of look at what's going on and help you identify what's not working and maybe why it's not working and what's working really well, you know, and how to do more of that. Because sometimes when you're so close, it's like you're on that hamster wheel, you just go round and round and round and you just don't know, you can't get off and t- kind of stop to, to step back and really kind of um, take that sort of bigger uh, view of why it's not working. So I really help people figure out how to make it work, and then how to do it in a way that like feels really good. Because so often, again, we kind of come into into sort of the, you know the entrepreneurial online world. We look around, and we are so influenced by you know uh, by by people uh, you know multi six, seven, eight figure business coaches that are out there. You know, and a lot of of these uh, entrepreneurs have very cookie cutter approaches. You know, courses because that's how you do things. You're on the scaling. But, they, you know, with so many people coming into the online world and going, I have to do business in this way. I have to market in this way because that's the only way. And actually, you know, we're very blinked that that, that, that we have to do things in a certain way. So I help people realize there are a multitude of ways to do things, you know, and, you know, to actually just take elements of what you like and find what works for you and what feels aligned to you. Because only when people work in a fully aligned way that they actually are going to um, achieve the results they want because their energy is in the right place. They are more productive and it's the way to actually start working a lot less hours. That sounds like the Holy Grail. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> you just don't see it sometimes when you're so close to things, you know, you just can't sometimes see it. And it's often, you know, why do coaches have coaches? Because we need that, you know, we all need that outside perspective sometimes uh, to, to see. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, there's different things. Sometimes people need permission. So, you know, sometimes it is just like being able to reframe things in a different way that you maybe you don't think of in your own way. So, you know, I think it's so important to have that. Absolutely. And as a corporate escapee, that just that myself, that idea of yeah coming out and just suddenly being the person that does everything and just doing it all on your own and not having anyone around you and no one to bounce ideas off and no team and no other support. It, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it can be a really lonely place and getting any outside help so. for that is really, really useful. So tell us what you really want to be sort of what legacy you want to create from your business or what you want to be known for in your lifetime? What, what's motivating you to keep going? 
the big thing for me is I'm very, very passionate. The thing, I, the, the, the legacy I want to leave is to to enable and I guess help entrepreneurs to realize that they can build a business without working crazy long hours. And that's what I want for people to work less hours, because I think as a society, you know, we we work, you know, whether you're employed or self-employed, we work too many hours, you know, we don't have enough downtime. And there are so many pressures on us, you know, now in the 21st century to just be doing, doing, doing all the time. And actually, you know, which is fantastic in some ways, but I think there needs to be a lot more time to, to, to be with loved ones, to do recreational activities. And there's just more and more demands of work. And because of smartphones, you know, we're on our phones when we're when we're home from work, we're still working, we're still picking up our emails, still checking in, still the office is there, we're still on call, you know, so my passion is to actually help, you know, is, is to create a society where we work a lot less hours um, and we, you know, we actually enjoy living our lives and we're not sort of just beholden to, to work. And, you know, I'm not saying it, you shouldn't love what you do and that you're not driven to want to work a lot of hours as entrepreneurs. I love what I do, but actually, you know, we become better entrepreneurs when we work less because it's actually our creativity, you know, uh, creative juices can flow. You know, uh, we become more productive when we have time away from work and we we uh, have like relationships and recreation and that time to kind of recover and, and have that respite and rejuvenate. So, yeah, so that is a big that, that is my like driving force is to kind of educate people. But it's possible because, you know, there is. The, the beliefs within our, our, our society and culture around, you know, work hours versus earning potential are so, so uh, misaligned. In, and, and, you know, there's a lot of education to be done there around that. And that comes from, you know, from from the start of our, our careers, um, if not before that, you know, into our, our sort of school and education system about filling the time that we were there. Uh, so, yeah, so very, very sort of uh, swift beliefs that need to be, uh, you know, changed for, for many of us. And I was that person. Person, you know, first business, 60 to 80 hour weeks uh, and, and did it. And it's, it's, you know, it's not healthy. No, and we, there's an awful lot, as you say, we need to unlearn there because we have probably industrial revolution onwards in the UK, especially we've been... Yeah in that mindset of exchanging our yeah our lives for a paycheck and just doing yeah. it based on the number of hours we can yeah force ourselves to do and keep pushing forwards which mm-hmm. yeah is not a good way to be living our lives to so that they can you know we need them full of beauty and fun and relationships and all the other good things that are out there so when you were talking about that very first business um that you created obviously there's a real passion there around um, people not in mainstream education, people don't have some of those educational advantages that others have. What other causes or things are you passionate about? Are there particular charities that you support or give to? Tell us about what sort of lights you up on that side of things. Well, um, if anyone ever tunes into my uh, social media, you will see that I absolutely, um, I, I'm a bit chicken crazy. I'm like the chicken lady. Uh, I rescue chickens. So uh, chickens, expatry hens, um, come and live at my house. So I, I have my girls um, that my, my two daughters have named after Disney characters, this, this latest uh, <laughs> uh, brood of them. So yeah, they're getting they're getting uh, fun names. They've got amazing personalities, and uh, yeah, you'll often find if I'm uh, appearing on videos and things outside, the chickens are, are in there and featuring. And 
Yeah, I've become a big talking point. I'll often get people messaging me saying, we loved the chickens. Um, so rescuing, rescuing hens is a big, big thing of mine, you know, and I'm, I'm very sort of, again, sort of anti, anti sort of battery hens and um, very much around sort of a free range and, uh, yeah, really kind of thinking about where our food comes from. You know, you'll find me, I've got my veggie patch at home. I'm not saying I, I sustain this for the whole year, you know, and I don't have to buy veggies but you know very much sort of education around where food's coming from for my own children as well um you know understanding about you know where our food comes from in terms of sort of our meat produce um how that happens you know my kids are really like well self-aware you know uh, around like how that that process happens and i think you know that's really important but to understand that actually you know <clears throat> If not that we eat our chickens, they're for eggs. Um, our heads are, are for eggs. But um, you know that if uh, you, you know you need to treat things well, and we you know we have to kind of nurture things for them to actually grow. And we you know we shouldn't put sort of animals, certainly uh, animals, in, in positions of um, you know lives lives of suffering and I guess that again relates back to sort of my whole passion around business you know don't suffer you know this life is now sort of live it now and and embrace it now so maybe that's where the whole link comes uh, you know for, for the love of hens and sort of really rescuing them and giving them a quality of life that they truly deserve you know I love it. That was not, I have not seen your social media, probably bad on my part, but I was not expecting that answer. I absolutely love it. That's, I just think that idea of raising people to be aware of their food provenance and just, yeah, where everything comes from is incredibly important in, yeah, where we are today with our uh, food production systems. Yeah, really, really important. I love that. So tell me something about, have you, have you got sort of a biggest failure or a worst moment in your career that you would like to share? Oh, um, biggest failure or worst moment. Um, oh, I think one of my oh, biggest failure. I'm sure there's, there's millions. You, you kind of blank, put those to the back of your mind, don't they, when you've gone past. Um, do you know what? I think, I, I just don't look at things as failures. I, I see them as learnings. I think that's the big thing. That's probably why nothing leaps out. I, I think the sort of the biggest biggest moment for me was um, was was when I had my my, my kids. Um, I'd gone from a business that was very much my first business, referral based, to, to an online business with with my second business, which was brand photography, and. Um, and I remember like listening to all of that noise in the online world. You must do this. You have to do that. And so I was totally sucked into, you know, I've got to be online. I've got to have my phone literally attached as like my third limb. And I'm not that person, you know, I, I, I didn't get my first mobile phone until I was like 20. You know, the, for me, like phones are kind of functional things. I don't want to be on social media all the time. It's, it's not my jam. Um, but, you know, I felt like I had to be in a member you know, my oldest daughter was was saying to me, and she was she was performing a few years ago and trying to dress up as a princess and going, Mummy, mummy, look at me, I'm a princess. And I was sat there and I was on my phone. It's going, Yeah, yeah, look lovely. Haven't even looked up. She came, Mummy, mummy, no, look at me. Yeah, yeah, you look great, darling. And then I looked up uh, and then she said, Mommy, mommy, look at me. And she pushed my mobile phone down and lifted my chin up and said, Please look at me, mommy. I'm a princess. And I was like, Whoa. Now that was my biggest moment, like turning point in my life where it was like, that you know boundaries balance things have got to change and that was that was the big moment of actually you know you 
there has to there's there's more to life than than just being on call all the time which I'd spent my entire like first business doing and then was carrying those same habits uh, and same beliefs into my second business so um, yeah that was like a big you know I I, I say you could say it's a a mum failing but again it was a a sort of a mum learning and a, a massive sort of pivotal moment um in my life really to very much change the way I, I do business mm, completely great and all of these things it's always about what is the learning that comes out of the back mm. of that and how can you pivot your business or change something about how you work and what you do to to make the most of what you've what you've learned from there yeah so I'm interested if you weren't doing what you're doing now have you got another career that you would have pursued it sounds like you've already done quite a few different things but do you think is there anything else out there that you haven't tried that you have always wanted to try oh um I I always joke that I'd love to be an estate agent but like a high-end estate agent just because I love going and having a nose round really really like I'm talking like amazing multi-million pound and, and dollar homes yeah I so I say I'll probably be bored after a week but I just love the idea of going and having a really good nose around other people's houses you know uh th- those kind of dream dream homes that you, you kind of fantasy homes um so, so possibly an estate agent um but if not um do you know, I always, I always had a part of me that fancied medicine, but I sucked at maths. <laughs> so I was never going down a medicine route, which is interesting because both my sisters are nurses, actually. So, you know, there's obviously that, that, that streak is in the family that, uh, but yeah, um, I, I did fancy sort of uh, being a doctor at one point. Um, but I said, I'm not sure again, that would be really my true calling. I don't think they get to choose uh, short hours and uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Not lives, at all. So yeah, probably not. My, account- my accountability body is actually a, a, a doctor uh, who's now uh, an entrepreneur with her own business uh, in sort of occupational health and well-being for doctors <laughs> because you know of the stress and the hours that they work and so on and so forth. So uh, yeah, uh, absolutely not short working hours. <laughs> No. So we've talked a bit about some of the sort of causes and beliefs that you have. Are there any other sort of principles or values or ways you live your life that you, you know, that are really important to you? Um, yeah, I, I really believe that, you know, we living in alignment and this is a massive philosophy in my business, but, you know, living in alignment and, and in integrity. So, you know, we're so used to you know, and you'll know this, Angela, coming from corporate, you know, we we set goals, very sort of metric monetary based, like um, goals, you know, within our society. You know, And people look around and I was coaching one of my clients recently and she was like, because, and, you know, she was talking about this next step and that she felt she had to do this because that's what was expected of her. And I was like, but are you happy where you are? Yes, I'm happy. I'm really happy doing what I do now. But I feel that like I'm seen as some sort of failure by not taking another sort of career progression or step. And and I think, we, you know, we're afraid to actually lean in and listen to, to our instinct, our intuition, you know, about what feels good and what feels right, because we're so driven to have, have possessions or to, to, 
be perceived in a certain way. We're so influenced by the, you know, society and our, you know, our, our community's impression of us. Uh, you know, I think for me, like really kind of saying, I am who I am, you know, and, and accept me for who I am, you know, or don't, you know, that's absolutely fine. Uh, it, it's something we, you know, more, more of us need to embrace. And it's a hard thing, you know, I've, I've been there and I've done it. And, um, and actually, you know, life becomes a whole lot more fulfilling when you stop trying to please everybody else and you actually start pleasing yourself, you know, by really tapping into and listening into, you know, what's going on inside. And I sound very woo and I'm not, I'm a very strategic, very, very practical person, but I, you know, absolutely 100% believe that, you know, to be productive, to, to, you know, to, to achieve and to succeed, we have to really follow, um, you know, our instincts and our intuition, because that's, as I said, where, when our energies align and we're productive and we're in flow, because there's only so long that you can, you know, go up, you know, corporate careers, for example, how many of my clients come to me having totally burnt out and have like major health issues as a result of kind of pushing and pushing and doing and doing and being very good at what they do, but it's really not aligned with them, you know, in, in the way they want to live their lives in the long run. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's the big, the, the biggie for me is, you know, listen, listen to your, you know, listen to your heart you want to put it in that kind of way <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how especially people have come from corporate there's there's sort of that people always say sort of like oh I'm really you know practical and strategic and non-woo and then talk about loads of really quite yeah, spiritual totally things and yeah. it's, we all do it and we're sort of merging them all and sort of bringing some of the woo into the more practical mainstream which I think is exactly what's needed so I that's do amazing too, yeah <laughs> So tell me, is there one thing you wish you'd known when you were first starting out in what you're doing? Um, one thing that you want other people to know? Um, one thing I'd love people to know. Yeah, I think very much is, do you know what? <laughs> reverse engineer everything, like reverse engineer your, your life um, and put in the things that are important first you know don't try and fit them around everything else because that's what we do we kind of you know uh, everything we, we kind of put the the careers first and then try and fit our family and our, our hobbies and things around that and actually what is important what what's going to bring you joy today you know it's a journal prompt I found what you know what would bring me joy today and sometimes I'm like hell what would bring me joy today you know when I know that I've got x y and z on my plate and actually do you know what just think about what what could you build in and it doesn't have to be like I'm going to go for a four hour you know dog walk or anything like that it could just be I'm going to spend five minutes you know on the phone to a friend I haven't spoken to for ages or I'm going to spend five minutes painting my toenails because it's going to make me feel good you know or whatever it might be but you know really sort of design and, and build that into your life give yourself you know and, and design your business and build your careers around that and have those as non-negotiables because again you know, we form habits, don't we? And if we get into these these routines of kind of going, I'll do it when, I'll do it in five years, 10 years, or when I've made an X amount of money or reached this, you know, goal. Once you're stuck in those habits of not prioritizing those important elements of life, it's really hard to then start prioritizing them. I absolutely love that. It's so interesting. We were talking before we turned the cam the recording on about the fact that I was just fresh out the shower with wet hair. And that is exactly because of what you've just said. So 
I, one of my passions is wild outdoor swimming and I try and swim as much as I can. And I always put all the work stuff in my diary first and then just try and squeeze that little bit of time in between things where I can rush down to the river and go for a swim and get back in time for the next thing. Obviously, I didn't time it very well today, but um, yeah, it's absolutely right. I mean, if I reverse engineered that and put in, you know, clear times to do that first off and then built the work around that, then it would work just as well and it would be less stressful and more enjoyable. So absolutely true. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners? Anything else about your business or yeah, what you're up to? Do share. Yeah, so uh, in September, if you catch this before the 15th of September, I have uh, something going out called the Business Boost Bundle to get you sort of back and energised and raring to go to your business after summer break, if you're off for summer or taking some some time off, which many people are after a year of or more of, uh, of lockdown. Uh, and this is an amazing um, uh, sort of partnership approach of some of the most amazing entrepreneurs I know from across the globe who have all contributed free resources, trainings, workshops, courses, and so on and so forth into this, this amazing bundle. It's worth thousands of dollars. Um, and, and it's there for you up for grabs for free just to sort of have all of those kind of how do I kind of questions? How do I do this? How do I you know manage my sleep? How do I um, sell you know with ease? All of those kind of things are in, in this bundle for you to grab and get hold of, kind of find so, some amazing uh, uh, people out there. So that's, that's coming up in September. Um, I've got capacity for some more one-to-one clients uh, late September opening up. So if you're interested in one-to-ones, please do get in touch uh, drop me an email and then in late October I have got my new group program coming out called focus to 5k although I might call it practical woo or strategic woo after speaking to Angela today <laughs> love that I love that and where can people find you you can find me at vivguy.com on my website um, or over on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just look up vivguy, Instagram's viv.guy. Uh, but vivguy, just look up vivguy and I'll, I'll pop up somewhere. Fantastic. And we'll make sure, obviously, that we put all those links into the show notes. Awesome. So thank you ever so much for joining us, Viv. It's been a real absolute blast of energy to <laughs> talking to you today. I've loved it. Thank you no, it's so a shame. much for having me. No, you're very welcome. It's a shame we've had slight sort of, um, yeah, in and out with some of the uh, audio. Um, hopefully we'll be sound great anyway, and you will get the the energy and the ideas behind it, even if the audio isn't fantastic. So to read the show notes from this episode, you can go to angelrated.com forward slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, obviously, I would love you to subscribe to the show and to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with anyone who you think might benefit from Viv's fantastic knowledge and experience. The Angel Rated Show is brought to you by Angel Rated, the independent directory and review site for all the products, courses and services used by online business owners. It's the best place to find the perfect product for the next stage of your business or personal growth. Learn more and list your business free of charge at angelrated.com.